1: in the world hands down world
0: famous gamer and philanthropist a theme. gaming for good
1: it's called has raised more than 20 million dollars using his notoriety to raise money for charity on activism science culture and self-development I'm proud to have him in the studio today i would not want to take you on in a video game with all this existential stuff right since you really go to the essence of what you are It's important to understand what consciousness is. What is experience? And actually, there is quite some neuroscientists that say what it is. Like I always say it is, you know, it doesn't have a center. It emerges. It's an emerging property. But I went about it even more concrete. I can really explain what consciousness is. Of course, I'm not sure, but it's highly likely, and several scientists actually also say this is what it is. And understanding it, and I'll give you a metaphor to explain it, and I will explain it quite several times throughout this night, will allow you to understand why identity is completely loony. Basically, consciousness is an emergent property. Just as much as you put music on, like the CD player is the hardware, the emergent property is the music. The music is truly what we are, but it has come to a point where it can actually influence the brain. So you actually have a feedback loop. Consciousness is merely a feedback loop. It is the music that is produced by the brain that has the ability to affect the brain. And if you truly understand this, then suddenly it makes a lot of sense why when you have a split-brain patient, suddenly the person just experiences two different people. Because it's just like you're playing music, you have an orchestra, you have the people that play piano... You have the people that play violin. They both play together. But once you cut the brain, you have the piano and you have the violin players. The music, both of them, which is your experience, emerges from these separately when you're in a split brain patient. So it's really like the feedback loop experience itself is merely desperately trying to find this balance, this equilibrium within itself, and does so by trying to understand itself. But it is not the brain. It is an emergent property of it. And if you truly understand that, then identity is completely dysfunctional. And the funny thing is that this emergent property, this feedback loop that tries to understand itself, When it identifies with a certain ID, it's actually like thinking that this construct is what it is while it's obstructing its ability to be what it actually is, which is just an emergent property. I don't know if you understand that, but this has quite some deep existential consequences. I wonder if people understand what I just explained. I know there's not that many watching, but if you realize that experience, as existence, that consciousness itself is merely an emergent property, it emerges from... It's like you put a disc and then you put the music on it, it reads the groove, but it's the music that is what you are. You are the result, something that comes out of it. So if you start identifying with this plate, it makes absolutely no sense. So if you have a music plate and you put the needle on these grooves, we are trying to understand experience and consciousness by looking at the plate and the grooves, but we are the music that comes out of it. Experience, existence is the music and the feedback loop allows us to affect the music plate, to give it into a, a metaphor. So if you identify with a certain idea, you're truly going against what you are, which is an emergent property of the brain rather than this idea of this is me. If you truly want to understand what you are the best way of going about it is to understand how you emerge and understand the consistent patterns that bring about your brain, which is logic.
0: Okay, guys, pay attention. I'm going to repeat a lot of stuff that you already said, by the way, just so you guys know. But then again, a lot of people just tuned in, whatever, right? What I like to do is I like to use a simple analogy. And the reason why I like to do it is because this analogy, it really seems to work on many levels. Because, as you know, in neuroscience, when they look at the brain, there's no place in the brain where consciousness is. You can take parts out of the brain, you can add things to the brain, it's all just like consciousness is there uh, and not in one specific place. And this is especially apparent when they look at patients where the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere are disconnected from each other, where they can actually do experiments and they can replicate these experiments and ask a question to your left hemisphere and to your right hemisphere. They can actually have you write down an answer to a question and then ask you the question and have you say an answer and there'll be two different things. And there's a lot of stuff about this, like people can look up what is it, the CGP Grey video or something on YouTube and stuff, where they literally show like, wow, Is this two different people then? Because you really get different preferences, different answers. So how do you then try to sort of come to terms with like understanding what it is that you are? The way I like to visualize it, imagine it, is with the record player analogy. If you take a record, there's no music on the record. You cannot take apart the record and find the music. It's not there. And if you take a record player, there's no music in the record player either. If you put the record on the record player and the needle of the record player on the record, and the machine is working the record is spinning the vibrations of the needle are translating the grooves of the record into sound that goes out of the speaker which is altogether in a sense quite a complex phenomenon if you really think about everything that's going on then you hear music and the music is an emergent phenomenon from this machinery what this machinery is doing this machinery is doing all sorts of things and one of the emergent phenomena that the the clearest one that we can pick up is the music, look, there's the music. And it would be deluded to think that either the record or the record player somehow has, let's say, a soul that contains this music or something, that whoever is singing in it is in there. I mean, you can find this soul somewhere in there or something like that, no. But that is also what it is like with the brain. The brain is a bit like a very sophisticated record player, where the mechanisms are much more sophisticated than that, and they don't just play music, no. All these mechanisms, they have sophisticated enough intricacies so that they can respond to the music that comes out. So music comes out, these mechanisms respond in a certain way to the vibrations, let's say, of the music that comes out so that they can actually improve the music that comes out. Rewrite the structure of the record to bring out different things and stuff. But all these mechanisms are what they are. They're just different mechanisms. What emerges, though, that is the experience. Just like with the record player, it's the music with our brain. What emerges is the experience. Why can we say that? Because where else... Is it? You either say it's in the brain, but scientists can say, well, it's nowhere in the brain, or you say we have a soul, and then you're also making a very spiritual, completely hypothetical, unfounded assumption. What is much more likely, much more logical, is the experience you have is an emergent phenomenon. Okay, cool. Not that hard to grasp, kind of mind-blowing, but not that hard to grasp. But here comes the real mind fuck. When it comes to your identity, when it comes to your view of the world, when it comes to everything you attribute to yourself, you know, everything that you say of yourself like, yeah, I'm like this, I'm like that, I prefer this, I have in my past been through this or that, I consider myself to be whatever, all your identity. The reason why it's an illusion is because it cannot exist in the feedback loop just like the words of the singer cannot exist in the music that comes out. Where are they? It's just buzz. It's just music. Your consciousness, your experience is just music. The properties that you like to assign to it, the identity you like to put on it, label it with, cannot be in there. So what is your identity then? Your identity is merely faulty programming being written back into the mechanisms of your brain somewhere in a specific part of the brain you can't even say oh i wrote back a faulty ideas about my identity that's not even what happens because the you that wrote it back does not exist what happened is one of the millions of mechanisms in your brain wrote back based on the music based
1: on the intersubjective Input Intersubjective input yes, Based on the Because you see it around you And you assume That that Is what you are Because you're hearing That track play Over and over again And you start literally Believing something That is not aligned With what you are And that's why The intersubjectivity Which is actually more A collective feedback loop If you think about it Is actually creating A lot of noise Within your ability To understand yourself And that's why The moment you realize That what you truly are Are these consistent patterns that emerge to bring about your brain, to bring about these emergent properties as is your experience, the moment you realize that, you stop evaluating the intersubjective feedback loop and start truly seeing yourself for what you are. And that's when you stop caring what other people think about you as well, because you just realize it's not what you are. That's it. The only reason why you care about what other people think about you is because the feedback loop believes it that that's what is part of what it is, but you're merely an emergent property of your brain that's it and understanding it allows you to fall back and value what you truly are which is the consistent patches that bring about objective reality in you and that's why i don't care what other people think about me that was different in the past though in the past with villages and primitive tribes if the intersubjective reality was against you you would die And that is why you have this tendency to gravitate towards what other people think of you. There is part in you that has learned to care about that. But now we can actually override it by understanding that it is not truly what you are. It's very fascinating.
0: It's really important to understand that your beliefs about what you are, whether they are you believe that you have a soul or whether you believe that you have a story or any of that, These beliefs are not you. Because if you are the emergent property, the emergent experience from all the noise that your brain's making, the music that your brain's making, if that's what you are, if you're just the music, then the only place where your identity can be is just one of the millions and millions of components in your brain or several together worked on this created faulty connections because they got information from the intersubjective realm from the music they connected things together said okay that must be how it is and you know what happened then the more it created these identity connections the more that it distorted the music that came out because your brain does want to make a certain kind of music it wants to make A certain kind of consciousness. That's what it's trying to do. That's evolution. It tries to make a consciousness that helps things move forward. And your identity doesn't help shit with that. It actually distorts it, it actually holds it back dramatically. Because here you are squandering basically the capacity, the incredible capacity that this machine has to understand its purpose, to learn and logically assimilate information and evolve by oppressing. Pressing it. With these ideas of like, I'm this kind of guy, I I don't ascribe to this idea, I believe in this, Uh, I I believe in that. And these ideas that you're clinging on to, and preferences that you're clinging on to, like I want my life to be like this, so you don't get to tell me this and that, whatever. The reason why they don't work, and you know they don't work, you feel it, they work sometimes maybe temporarily, fleetingly, for a little distraction or a little kick or whatever. The reason why is because it's obviously a game against the design of what the machine is trying to do. It's like if I take a record player and I take a bag of sand and I throw fucking sand over the record, it ain't gonna sound so good. If your brain, like the mechanisms of your brain, start writing away things where it tries to create a construct of what the feedback loop is, but it's not at all what it is, and then it tries to operate on the premise of what that is, completely faulty, then of course you're going to get more of a cacophony of noise coming out rather than a harmonious uh, Yeah,
1: I want to God. say though that the main desire of what drives your existential experience this consciousness is to find balance within itself and it's exactly that that has brought about this synergy feedback loop that allows you to align yourself with yourself but the problem is that your feedback loops, in a sense drives blind and uses the brain to understand itself. And that's where, you know, I would even say the cognitive revolution started 70,000 years ago. It's when the feedback loop has evolved to such a point where it could question its own existence and understand itself. That's how it led to religion and such. But the thing is, though, if you understand that, you also understand why you even desire comfort. Why do you desire comfort? Why do you desire distraction? It's because this existence is desperately trying to find this balance, and because it's not working, you're trying to really, like, almost lobotomize certain parts of your brain by focusing your activity to the parts that do synergize, that do have this balance. You do it by taking drugs, you do it by having these kicks, because you think, this is the way I find this balance. But you know, deep inside, you know that is not it. You know that is not the real answer to what you are. But you've given up. You've given up to try and find the truth. But if you realize that the truth is fundamentally probabilistic, that it is these consistent patterns that bring about your experience, that you understand that you're subject to them, you can start... Letting Letting go all these attachments and actually come to peace with yourself what you actually initially wanted to begin with. And the funny thing is you can really lose yourself so much in the noise that's even hard to track back this essence. But if you let yourself go and you really think about it for a sec, you've really gone so far in trying to create that balance at the cost of any kind of intellectual part of the brain or whatever. You just push it away. You push it away to just have that small little island of I'm safe here. I have that balance. But you know that you are, you know, the planet. You can't just imagine like, no, it's just in this island. Good. This moment, it's fine. I will forget about it. You know, it's gonna get back to you. You know that. It's It's not what you are, but you accept it. You settle with it because you think it is the best thing you can get. Let me tell you that is not true. There are answers. There are answers and there is ability to align yourself with what you are. And there is the ability to understand your true self. There are answers and these answers are literally within the consistent patterns that bring about what you are understanding that you're an emerging phenomena and that if it wasn't for this emerging phenomena if it wasn't for this feedback loop you wouldn't exist you wouldn't even need experience we would perfectly work without experience it's truly this emergent existential aspect property that has allowed us to evolve to where we are now and even more so if you want to understand meaning and purpose it is that emergent property that is actually what is the meaning and the purpose that's why you can't find it in the brain and if you realize that you start realizing that you know this balance this synergy between this emerging property and the feedback loop it creates with the brain is what brought about us to evolve and it's also because of that that it is there that's why when i keep saying our purpose is to evolve it is why the emergent property arise to begin with and that's the beauty of all of it purpose meaning is in this emergent property, it's what I've also said before. But now it's more easy to existentially identify with it because you realize like, wait, my drive to understand myself is merely this emergent property that is creating a feedback loop and is trying to desperately understand what it is. But if you understand that you are the music, if you understand that you are an emerging property, you can let go. You can truly let go. You can be detached and therefore see reality for what it is and get a better understanding of what you are than you have ever been able to get and get real answers because you know on a fundamental level it is probabilities so you accept it, you accept it as part of what you are the beauty of all this it is a coin life is a coin with two sides on one side on one end you want everything to be deterministic you want this consistency you want to be sure about everything you want this line in your life but on the other hand if it was for that you wouldn't need experience to begin with if it wasn't for this feedback loop for this probability nature of what you are you wouldn't have experience you craving for a soul for having this identity you can relate to and say this is me goes against what you are it goes against your existence. Because if everything was deterministic, if everything just came after one and the other, then why would you even need a feedback loop to begin with? The feedback loop has risen out of the probabilistic nature of what we are. And that's the thing, you've got to understand it, because on an emotional level, we are thriving to think things binary, black and white, good or bad. But if you understand that it goes against, if the feedback loop understands that it goes against its own existence, it gains the ability to On an emotional level Tell itself But I embrace the probabilities Because that's what brought about Consciousness to begin with Without it I wouldn't have this consciousness Without it My choices would be irrelevant They wouldn't exist And I'm not even talking about free will here I'm just talking about Simple feedback loop mechanism So it's something to really think about You can't have both You can't have determinism This identity That you are And choice You can't have it You can't have both Basically, you have the component of detachment of the identity, understanding probability, fundamental probability, nature of everything, and the consistent patterns that bring about the music player, to put it like that, that allows you to exist because of the music. So you can't go against the music player. Literally, if the music starts going against the music player, the music stops playing. That's why you strive for this consistency. But you don't know, it's just ignorance that is causing all this noise. And that's the beauty of trying to understand yourself and not giving up on it. And not going and leaving yourself to distraction. Why do you go into comfort? Why do you go into distraction? Why do you go into drugs? It's because you've given up. You've given up understanding yourself. You've given up and you know you want it. You know you want to understand it. You know deep inside it is there, it's lingering. You want to understand what you are. And here are answers. And I'm not saying they're absolute. They are probabilistic in nature. But damn shits on it's so likely. Reflect on this. Really reflect on this. Think about it. And realize that there is the ability to overcome so much of these flaws that you experience. Why does individualism exist? Individualism has been heavily strengthened because of consumerism and capitalism and making people believe they have their own life and their own identity and they have to buy this shit and this is important, this is important. It's just like part of the system for you to buy shit, to commit to a life of a 9 to 5 job, to buy shit you don't need. That's why individualism is there. It turns you into a willingly slave. It's so fucking funny. And it's even, you know, documented. That's how funny it is. These guys trying to hold on to their individualism and all that shit.
0: I find it really funny that even if you are not at all a religious person who believes in the soul or anything like that, right? Society really molds you into someone who very strongly believes in you, your dream, your way of life. Early societies, they needed religion to organize themselves. It was very effective because they could say, you gotta do this or your soul is gonna go to hell. These are the commandments. And it really worked to create a level of organization and peace of like, yeah, okay, we gotta do this. And you really believe it. It's like, yeah, the soul, okay, I am this. You operate on it. Then when religion fades away, it's the individual. But the individual is equally illegal. Losery. Subscribe to youtube.com slash athene wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live and follow the real athene on Snapchat.